This is Joe Bob Briggs, and you're listening to Quality Time. five years old that he bought at a yard sale yes he did put that in the chat and i said like eh, he'll be fine yeah i like i like that you got it in the throwback can it really makes it feel vintage mm, oh. like a fine oh. 2017 model by the way everybody i'm totally ready for the broadcast today totally ready yeah. no all right good well we're back it's quality time baby oh. i no. got what what you- Check your your Gmail. I got it already, and it's already in the queue, brother. (laughs) Okay, good. It's already in there. I got you. Welcome to Quality Time. Uh, My name is Eric Woodworth. We're back once again. Uh, I'll first introduce my sweet blood brother, a man who's drinking a beer from the year 2017. I call it time travel drinking, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Matthew, talk to. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's joining us on the program? It is I, Dimitri. It's Dimitri. Oh, God. It's good to see you, brother. I can't wait to be reborn from Ashley's devil child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And that other voice you hear laughing in the background is none other than the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm good, Daddy, but God, why would why do you think I'm getting pregnant? <laughs> that shit's for the birds. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Ashley's next aborted child. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm glad that we're all here today. We have uh, a doozy of a movie to go over in a bit. Um, let us start off by, Jeremy, I want to hop right in. Um, how is the job front going? I know that this is like a pivotal week. Do they keep you on, or is the temporary job just that, become temporary permanently? I would like to call it pivotal. Pivotal? Pivotal time. Oh, a pivotal time. Yeah, got it, got it. Because <laughs> that's just the way I, I call things. Uh <laughs> Can we can we go back a week with what we um, edited out last week? I can. Okay. So Jeremy last week um, made me edit out something from the video because listen, he's deep into the horror convention game in a way that he sometimes has some insider information that he can't divulge to the mass public. Um, and last week you felt like this was one of these times, although it is now surfaced mainstream, which makes me feel sorry that we even cut it out at this point because we could have <coughs> broke the news and then still been fine. No, no, I was very nervous because uh, it's always a sixth degree of uh, Kevin Bacon in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, you never know who knows who, who's who's buddy like uh we, I didn't know till what? How many months ago? Oh, Justin Schlegel. He roomed with Harlan Williams. And that fucking blew my mind. Yeah, he was very good friends with them. And a little thing you didn't know about us, our uncle is Harvey Weinstein. So, um, <laughs> this is, there's a lot of things you don't know about us. <laughs> we, we are QAnon. But Jeremy, where, what happened with the, uh, with the, the, the man, the myth, um, the sexual predator, Gary Busey last week? Look, look no, let's, let's, let's get all naming aside um we'll put it on the table to say that uh celebrities do this shit all the time but the problem is you get away with it if you're fucking billy zane but if you're fucking gary Busey, oh you're getting you're getting charged you're fucking getting well it's harder see the thing is it's like probably 
I'd say Billy Zane, easy consent. I don't think anyone says yes to a Gary Busey because when I think sex, I look at, I like to look at a man who hasn't had teeth in about 40 years um, and can't barely contain, can't go 20 minutes without telling you the emotions of the chair he's sitting in. So um, I find that there are some problems with it, but that's right. Gary Busey uh, was apparently uh, getting a bit handsy and feely with uh, some ladies at the uh, at the Heart Monster Mania convention, one would one would call it Kevin Spacey. Although really, it's only with uh, guys and, and gals. Well, can I be honest? When I heard about this from you, Jeremy, and when I saw the breaking news this week online, at first I didn't I didn't feel anything because I just thought they were filming the next Predator movie. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> Predator two point two. Some candy. Wow, so that's Jeremy, crazy, what, did, what did you hear though from the by Subway? Subway, we love pedophiles. With, <laughs> Jeremy, without without divulging your contact within the um, Monster Mania community, what did you hear specifically? Was the or was the reasoning he was had to be removed from the show? Well, the, the funny thing is, my my schmoozy friend, who I won't name, since uh, he he loves got- bad bad choices in life, um, he's like. Hey, Gary Busey's out there. He's out there. We he's smoking a big Cuban cigar. We could go out and smoke with him. Yeah, that'd be great. So a couple hours later, <laughs> I'm talking to this guy who literally looks like um, uh, a really hairy um, version of um, what's the guy? Les Cles Claypool, but with more hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This kid's like, yeah, I had I had to fucking keep an eye on him. Yeah, he was he was getting he was getting handsy with the women. He was groping them and shit. And I had to fucking send him up to his room. And he's he's canceled. He's gone. He's not even going to come back tomorrow. He's he's done. He's done. He's out of here. Damn. So, so this kid, so this kid, he he, he caught him, you know, red handed, and they had to keep an eye on him because he, he he's crazy. The, the man is literally crazy. He's you know, well, but not in a good way. Versus Lance Henriksen, who is hilariously crazy. <laughs> Truck on the panel. <laughs> yeah, there's a level of crazy you want. You want him to be able to like. I like it, a Lance Hendrickson where he would drink some Baileys out of a shoe. That's fun, crazy. But yeah, Gary Busey funny. is like, ooh, let me use you as a human puppet. Maybe not as great. Um, yeah, yeah. You you know, some people say they'll grab the people by the pussy. No, this person actually did grab people by the pussy. So, yeah, he's facing like actual charges. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah, and and I think the big problem was uh, doing this in front of boyfriends, and there's no saving face, and uh, you know it, it's not the first time I've seen seen women get get friendly with the celebs, but some, most of the time they like it, unless you're really creepy and old. So. Well, he should have done it. He should have done it to female comedians because everybody would just act like it's not happening. Oh. <laughs> so. hey, but are you are you only 14 years old? So. Eric's giving me a look of like, <laughs> don't bring this up. Um, so Gary Busey Whatever happens in Baltimore. Everyone's up, up on up and 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 on the on the fly. Gary <laughs> Gary Busey is uh, now canceled, which is a shame because uh, I feel like you know when they're when they get canceled, it's like where it what gary Busey properties am i allowed to enjoy at this point because i feel like his part in predator 2 not big enough so i could still watch predator 2 plus he dies in it but i don't know about you but i sense a cameo in baby eater oh do you think you could pull gary Busey now into baby eater well more than that he's like do i gotta eat real babies it's not the first time i haven't eaten a real baby i haven't eaten i haven't eaten a real baby since i was at bohemian grove yeah are they, are they gonna w be live baby or dead babies there you go there you go um, it's harder to eat when they're alive they cry more i'm here <laughs> that sounds that sounds accurate actually that's more of a jake Busey thing he's more of the world um could never eat a live baby they'd have to be dead yeah that's disgusting um Jeremy, you also were working. Did did you want me? Can we go back to my original question though? Of how is the the waning or possibly permanent employment happening, which I believe you've written a song for. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the week the week where uh, judgment happens, and, and uh, I've had so much smoke blown up my ass 
during the last three years of tempism where it's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to work here. Yeah, you're definitely going to be here. And then the rug is pulled out from under and then you have like a good week or two vacation before your next temp job. So uh, I decided I'm not going to I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not going to get bitter. OK, I'm the most fucking bitter person on the earth. <laughs> 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 oh, I wrote a song about it because I need to vent. I okay, need to- so this is this is Jeremy's new hit song, Temporary. Talks over the song to make it more interesting. That was good, Jeremy. I like it. We'll put it in its entirety so you guys can hear the last minute ten of that uh, coming through at the end. Jerry, this is uh It doesn't sound anything like um. What's it called? Some things in life. A piss jug, isn't that? You got my piss jug. <laughs> piss jug. If only I, I could just sing over that song, it'd be much easier than recomposing it. <laughs> I love it. I piss jug and I'm temporary. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I like it. I like it. It's almost too good for you, Jeremy. I don't like it. The production, this is very unlike you. Words we can understand. That, I'm not a fan. You know, you know what? You know, it's it, it's it's the first uh, song on the new seven string guitar. It is cool. Very I nice. saw that. You got a Jackson seven string. Where'd you pick that some bitch up? Uh, that sweet fucking guitar center, and uh, that fucker was waiting for me like a present from heaven or hell. I don't care which, and uh, only $150, and the wife hadn't seen it yet. She'll probably see it when I die, when she finds all these fucking guitars and where my money goes. <laughs> Just to break open the walls of your house, it's nothing but rats and hidden guitars. <laughs> Hides his guitars and rats. <laughs> well, good, Jerry. I'm glad that uh, that happened. Um, oh, it, oh, I, I the latest, <laughs> latest rat that got caught and killed. <laughs> I didn't even let you guys know about it. I just sent the picture straight to Joe Robinson. Oh, uh, hell yeah! <laughs> good for that. Well, good. Well, Ashley, you've been out and about. In fact, in fact, last night you you were hanging with a uh, uh, former. Uh, co-host of the uh, of the quality time pod was kimberly callahan how did that go and how it was things? it was fantastic we had a, a great time uh we're conspiring conspiring together to have our own podcast called complete lack of quality time uh so we just rate, we're just gonna rate our peers dicks um it's gonna be such a good which one has a smaller good. dick yeah. <laughs> the world is our oyster i uh, know we had a wonderful time it's been such a joy to get to know kim you know about her secret podcast 
Yes. Yes. I you can't talk I think about the, the secret page. podcast. You can't talk about the secret podcast. I was very tempted to actually submit for that, but I got scared because I'm a pussy. That is true. <laughs> No, it's been super. It's been super nice to get to know her. And then tonight, I am going to have dinner with a friend of the show and a friend of the Laugh Finder uh, podcast, uh, Merle Rogers. She invited me over, so I'm sure that's going to be lovely. I fucking oh, oh. love Merle Rogers. She's a real salt of the earth kind of gal, and yeah. uh, I love shout her out, to death. Shout out to Dave Draper for the uh, needing the info on um, Gary Busey. So. Oh. There you go. Shout outs. I'm glad we got him in, in the mix there. Um, well, that's awesome, uh, Ashley. I'm glad that you guys have had fun and that you're conspiring to take down our podcast. That's great. That's the... <laughs> That's the best. I prefer she call it the shit on quality time podcast. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can't guess which one is mentally ill. <laughs> uh, spoiler, we, we, it's me. We would prefer to call it the women who have escaped quality times. So. <laughs> uh, I have like, um, what is it, Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> where it's like I don't want to leave my abuser. <laughs> uh, it's funny, audience. You listeners, you can't see it, but Eric looks thoroughly unamused. <laughs> we kidding. prefer to call it uh, sexyism yeah. versus sexism. <laughs> you either you live long enough to become the hero, or you either die a hero, or live long enough to become Gary Busey. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> Called Gary Abusey. So. Gary Abusey, correct. Uh, so uh, no, I mean that's that's awesome. I'm glad you guys are making things. You've been doing shows. I've been in VR all week. It's been a it's been a hectic week for your boy. I actually just got off Dork Dynasty this morning uh, with uh, the great Justin Schlegel. Where I have to say it was one of uh, listen of all of the things I've listened to Dork Dynasty. It needed an upgrade, and I feel like I gave that i don't want to say i've maybe saved the show but yeah i'm gonna say that immediately um i i like to throw around the word hero when describing that um because that's that's truly what i am um, you are my favorite greek sandwich <laughs> <laughs> a hero i'm a hero uh but uh, of all the things i prefer to call you a reuben <laughs> you know, there is there are some things that happen that have been happening with me lately where I get on like a tear, okay? I know to like take things to like the 10th power, especially when I'm like sleep deprived and stuff like that. Sometimes when I'm really stressed out, more work is what I actually end up doing. And mm -hmm. what I did is uh I've really been playing around with tickling the old plastic keys over here, and I made like a little a little song for you guys. I know this is a totally, I didn't prep any of you for this, uh, but it's something I've been working on and I, I'm moving away from the comedy music. I'm going full serious. I want to be, I'm thinking about more of like, uh, uh, I've been seeing like how, how popular EDM is and, and dance music and secretly, I've never really told you this before guys, but I am secretly a dancer. Um, and I wanted you guys to hear my first foray into the dance music world. Um, okay. So here, here's my new dance that I've been working on. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, this is always scary as an artist because it's the first time you show it to somebody and yeah, you never know how it's going to be received. So uh, I just I hope you guys like it. Yeah, we back again, gonna play the song that happening, make it fast, make it slow, we all know what's happening, so I hit the dance floor front and set, please are wide, but my arms are bent, about to just go bout the vent, but you don't know what's happening now, then I start to thrust, dance floor around me starts to rust, everyone there just watch and trust, the whole room is about to bust, but my nuts fell out of my pants again. Sack. Yeah, I get kicked 
dicked out sometimes Cause of my rhymes Cause of the fact that my nuts are out Oh my god Tired of getting discriminated on Cause I got big balls and I got big calls And you didn't even know And I said, hey, right said Fred I get head with Wolverine's lead But I won't put away my balls It's just the way I'm living And I can't change that you won't know So baby get up There's a guy and a bouncer pushing me around. Oh, but I can't, cause my balls are trapped on a fucking stool. And now the guy's sitting on my sack and it's split my nuts in two. I can barely move. It hurts, but it's also a little bit exhilarating. But I, I wanna leave at this point, but it, the balls are stretched to the maximum of elasticity. I don't think it can handle much more t- It's about to snap like silly buddy. Cause my balls fell out of my pants again And I can't pretend that I don't like it And I don't wanna change, I am gonna change Just look at this flabby mange, yeah, yeah, yeah Oh my gosh, my balls are about to rip So EDM stands for Eric doesn't make music. (laughs) Magic. I give it a four. (laughs) I love that Eric was like, how do I rap as a white man? grew up in the 90s he's like i know i'll be the unnecessary guy in the real mccoys another night (laughs) and just do this aggressive speak rap (laughs) i I give you i give you i am so happy that you found the same organ noise from the napoleon dynamite soundtrack Thanks, man. I was really, I really worked hard on it. Um, uh, I think it's going to sweep the nation. Uh, Sacks out if you want to dance with me. Okay, um, that's how I'm rolling these days. You know what I call Eric's balls? I call it a hacky sack. Probably going to be Michael Bolton's favorite song from now on. Sacks out. Sacks out. <laughs> Sacks out. Sacks out. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys uh, enjoyed it. Um, big musical episode this week, and I'm excited about that. But Ashley, I wanted to get into uh, our movie of the night, um, which was your pick. And God damn it, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what you did. It it's somehow the funkiest movie we've ever done at the same time. Oh Lord of Eternal Fire. Um, this, this movie is 1974 Beyond the Door, then um, what you will. which I can only describe as an Italian fever dream. Uh, this <laughs> this goddamn movie that you picked, I I knew nothing about it, but I was definitely blown away by so many things in this film. Uh, not. Oh, gosh. It's just, it's such a bizarre movie. Uh, it's currently f- uh, on the shutter if you'd like to watch it. But uh, director Ovidio uh, uh, G. Adantes, I can't read, and Roberto Dittori Pilazio uh, are the two co directors here. Uh, their other big movie that they worked on together was uh, Tentacoli, which I believe is a tentacle movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know much, but it is very Italian. Um, the what it says is uh, Juliet Mills plays a young pregnant woman in San Francisco who is going to have the devil's baby during a, her strange possession. Uh, Richard Johnson shows up to help her, but what does he really want? But really, 
the best way that I can describe this film to you listeners right now is imagine an alien made a movie and you describe to him what life <laughs> in San Francisco in the 1970s was like. And this is what the movie that you get to see unfold before you is. Uh, so I, <laughs> so oh God, there's so much to get into for this one, but I would say it's, with all its insanity, it's essentially kind of like they combined Rosemary's Baby with The Exorcist, and they threw a bunch of Italian meats on it and called it a movie. <laughs> yes, and... there's so much Genoa salami on top of all this. It's wild. <laughs> it just smells like a fucking dilly sandwich. I love it. Um, it's it's an absolute disaster. But but no, I I know it's gonna be an intense move for us to go over. There's so much that doesn't make sense and doesn't flow together, but. The reason I picked this, and it was told to me that I needed to watch this a few years ago, was there's a lot of fun practical effects that I think are still very good, that are very fun, very creepy. And I think if someone were to ever redo this the right way, I think it would be phenomenal. I think, no, there's some good movie-making things that happened in it. Um, yeah. One of the ones they left out was a coherent story and script, <laughs> which I feel like are an important part of a movie, but not necessarily, you know, the end-all be-all. Uh, it is very enjoyable. Uh, everything about this movie, I just question constantly. Right from the first scene where they take, well, it opens up, right? And they have this, the devil talking. He's like, oh, hello, it's me. I'm in a dark room right now. I could be sitting right next to you. But just remember, this movie's about me, sweet Satan, and I'm going to go and leave you alone now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Nice bed set. Immediately, we're taken to see our hero uh, of the movie, uh, the, or the one to be possessed, Juliet Mills, uh, in a white gown, looking like an eternal, looking at also some just random teenage girl strapped to a pentagram whose face gets superimposed with uh, Dimitri, our other character we meet shortly after this, and it makes zero sense right out of the gate. Hey, hey, Eric, I think it's incredibly progressive for that time period to have someone transition that early into the movie. (laughs) Oh, this is like, oh my God. Uh, So, as I recall, Dimitri helps her escape, though, this darkened room uh, and is then the devil gives him the opportunity to die today or make sure my new baby gets born. Um, and I guess he chooses, I'm going to go baby born. I guess I'm going baby born right now. So, Which we also see the devil, if I'm not mistaken, change accents throughout the movie. It goes from like a very British, um, almost Vincent Price type of accent at the beginning of the film. And then it devolves into a more um animalistic and then even like italian um <laughs> well the greatest accent. trick the uh the devil ever played was making you believe he had an accent at all uh that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's i think that's in the bible uh, <laughs> but no this movie is so weird i'd love to just real quick because i didn't pull a ton of audio from this but i wanted there's two parts in particular just to give you a little taste of some of the dialogue that you get to hear in this thing first scene you get to meet our uh 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 gabriel lavea or i'm sorry robert who is the husband in this movie um you get to hear him he's a big time music producer and uh, i pulled this little clip of audio here where he's trying to tell this band uh of all african-american folks how to play funk music and i almost shit my pants um here we go what's the matter with you guys sounds like a jerk-off session in the bathroom if you could play your instruments as well as you play with your tools, it might sound a bit better. Yeah, baby. But I never had to play a 36-bar solo on my tool. <laughs> okay, so that's, <laughs> that is the first character development we get of sweet <laughs> Robert Barrett uh, in this movie, is that he's a hard-nosed movie music producer, and he's here to fucking cut hits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I'd like to 
I'd like to double down because shortly after that, you get to meet the rest of the family. And, you know, <laughs> one thing about the family is that you got to create a good dynamic. So he has two younger children and uh, and his wife, Jessica. And uh, I, I pulled about, uh, you know, a good um, 45 seconds of dialogue just so you could get understand the family dynamic here as they're driving down the streets of San Francisco. Pretty harmless. After all, I'm an artist. I could be screwing every girl in San Francisco. You're not going to tell me that you consider yourself so irresistible. If I'd ever thought a thing like that, I certainly wouldn't have married you. I could have done a lot better. <laughs> Thanks very much. Holy shit, can you get a load of that crap? <laughs> when they carry on like that, I swear to God, kiddo, it makes you want to puke. I'll tell you something, man. There are times when bringing up parents is a real pain. When Dad starts trying to get all sexy and with it, that's a real bad scene. Hey, remember that crazy nickname you gave him? What was it? Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jeremy, as a child of the 70s, this is how you kids talked, right? (laughs) No child ever talks like this in any place, anywhere. This, <laughs> like, this is like dialogue that makes Troll Two seem more believable. <laughs> it's so bad. And the best part is, is you're watching this and you're like, it's also dubbed over in English, so like, it it, it adds an extra level of like. Wait, are we getting the translations right? The guy who had to translate this movie, he was just like, yeah, look what I wrote down. They're gonna they're gonna read this. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, can we can we agree that like whoever they had dubbing not only the lines itself, but whoever they had dubbing these children, that voice seemed too old for that little girl, right? Yes. Like we all agree. <laughs> it it makes no sense. And to have a little boy that young saying asshole also doesn't make any sense. No, I don't remember if I'm skipping ahead or if I'm behind, but she then take. I think it's a head. She she then takes her children to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and can I talk about how insane that scene was? Yes, please. Okay. So and they go to the grocery store, and this fucking Italian can't park for shit. Like she parks her car like sideways. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a good job. No wonder he he fucks you. So so she parks really bad, and then we realize. She doesn't bring her children in with her. Nope. She left her children in her convertible yeah. with the top down while she goes grocery shopping. Yeah. I could not. There were so many things in this. And then there's a scene, I think, all in the same where the kids are talking to each other in the car. The kid is sucking Campbell's tomato soup. No, it's pea, a soup. it's pea soup. It's pea soup. Just to be. Are you sure? Yeah, it's pea soup. In fact, <gasps> so much so that he she goes and hugs the kid one time when she goes into Safeway, and she's got a big glob of green on the side of her face, like oh, my son always eating pea soup constantly out of fucking cans. <laughs> The idea of like, so first of all, pea soup is like a theme throughout this entire movie. Like as you go through, it's like they pack pea, the the scene where they actually have a lunchbox and they're like, oh, time to pack the kids lunch and just put two cans of Campbell's pea soup directly into and then close the American flag lunchbox. Like, yep, this is what a regular American eats. Good old pea soup. Do you guys do you guys think that's because of the exorcist that they totally like that's all they could associate and they were just like oh if we just keep selling it people will recognize it and think it's I don't know the uh, same Andre- movie or the- Andretti how can she throw up the pea soup if they don't ever eat the pea soup we must establish that pea soup goes into them before she throws it up otherwise it makes no sense <laughs> can I also say that the dad looks like Michelle Wolf with a mustache <laughs> <laughs> sweet gabriel levia you look like yeah that is michelle wolf actually i'm pretty sure i prefer to call him a effeminate version of john holmes oh okay all right uh but yes the she does leave the kids in the car she does go shopping at what looks like the nicest Safeway of all time like it looks like an amusement park from the out, outside uh and she goes also, Safeway with like brand spanking new like what's this new shopping place called Safeway Ooh. <laughs> 
um what is in san francisco so it could be safe gay um but uh <laughs> does anybody else feel also like the dubbing is so remarkably bad that it just feels like a laugh finder game night yes it, it is fucking it, honestly if you told me this was kung pao 2 i would have to believe you at this point uh have we, have we gotten to dimitri yet because i can't get enough scenes of Dimitri walking through the streets of San Francisco. Dude, Dimitri, there's so, this movie almost runs two hours long. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. And I swear to you, 45 minutes of this movie are people walking places with funky ass music playing. And it's just like, like it has everything but Anthony Kiedis lyrics cutting in. And instead it's just like, better watch out for the devil. Um, yes. I'm a necromancer in the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to chase down the devil. But meanwhile, I'm walking through the streets. Yeah. <laughs> can we Can we also, and I hope, and guys, stop me if I'm jumping around no, too no, much. No, no, no. I don't have a great outline of this. I just okay. want to talk about parts of this movie that you sure. love. That's it. So the other thing I love, which I didn't specifically write down, but when she tells her husband that they're having a third baby like is it me or there was something so weird about it that it was very nonchalant and very like weirdly casual just being like oh hey <laughs> by the way whoops like it, it just it's no weird regard and the whole time i just kept waiting though for her because she was like worried about it and i was just waiting for her to be like do you think it's going to be born retarded <laughs> 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 oh man! About time think- we had one of those flipper babies. It looks like a, a, like a, a baby seal. Oh man! <laughs> I picked this movie and I'm like, this is the dumbest shit. Dude, it is. It is elitely dumb. Uh, now, 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 Ashley, when you sold us this movie, you said <laughs> it is genuinely terrifying. Well, you're you're right. I, well, I hadn't rewatched it yet. It had been a while. But no, actually, here's what I'll say. The first time I watched it, knowing nothing, when we actually get to the possession scenes, the scenes themselves, I'm like, these are good. Like, she's creepy. The scenes themselves are very, um, I think, well executed as far as effects. I think that they're creepy and you don't know what's happening. And I think there's an element to this movie that you don't know what's happening next. You're like, oh, where is it going to go? I'm unnerved. And then it's just stupid shit. (laughs) Maybe what I was trying to say is I'm so scared of the fact that someone made a movie this stupid. (laughs) So she does do things like uh, go see her doctor who says she's far, far more along than she's expecting to be pregnant. And so it's uh, the the pregnancy is happening very, very fast. And she talks about getting rid of it. But he's like, ah, you know, we could keep this baby, whatever. Um, I'd like to just skip slightly ahead. And of course, we're doing this very loose. So if we need to go back to something, feel free. But the scene where uh, the children are, they have their experience with the uh, with the entity because she's starting to become possessed, right? And uh, weird things start happening. Things start moving around the house. The girl, the children are strangely unaffected by just things moving around. They're like, oh, yeah, the fucking, oh, well, you can't even see it. It's like, it's boring that it's just rocking a chair. Like, they're not blown away by this in any way, shape, or form. They're like, man, fuck that. This is gay. Um, and they're just, they have like a whole paranormal episode within their room where the kids are squealing and lights are shooting up from the floor and stuff. Did you guys notice, I noticed two things in the scene that I thought were actually, one was funny, one rather shocking. The art on the wall, there's one picture of Campbell's soup, which is very, very funny, just <laughs> caught, that these kids love their pea soup so goddamn much that they also have a, a giant poster of it in their room. 
But the one thing that, like, you had to be quick to catch it, they scan across the room, and they show one picture on the wall very briefly. And the best way you could describe it is it looks like a guy in overalls who's pulling his pants down. And where his penis or ass is supposed to be, there's a giant target on it like this. And I'm like, these kids are getting molested in this this (laughs) house. What the fuck is happening here? Yeah. I did see that. <laughs> Another thing is, you know, kids love drinking Campbell's soup by the bedside. Yeah, yeah. Like, mom, bring me, bring me a fresh. Can you crack me open a cold one real quick? <laughs> by, the way, by the way, anything during these scenes would have not phased me if they just cut to Andy Warhol just standing there in the corner. <laughs> but, like, I love that, again, going back for just a second, because, yeah, my notes are out of order, too. I do love that when she she's telling him they're having another baby and she's like, I don't know if we should keep it. And he's like, no, we should. He calls his own child a bastard. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't, aren't you married? Like, that's it's, I don't know. You're literally the opposite of a bastard. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't understand. Which then the whole movie. I, well, let's just let's just ask it. It's not his baby, right? It's Satan's, it's Satan's baby. Seed. It's not yeah, yeah. like he possessed their baby. Okay. Yeah, but he wants to. I think he wants to enter the baby, right? Which is actually the same thing that uh, Gary Busey wanted to do. Um, this is. <laughs> hey. Uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all of this is happening. Uh, I love the scene where uh, she first gets possessed, and I have a little bit of that possession sound. So, like, anytime there's supernatural stuff happening, this sound plays all the time. My apologies. I'm sorry. That was actually Jeremy's lovemaking sounds. I apologize. Let me pull the real audio up here. Here we go. <laughs> you just hear this constant. Jeremy, can, can I play? Can I play more of the soundtrack? Please. I mean, knock us out, Jeremy. The part when she's like really, really possessed. You hear this. <laughs> I know Eric loves the Who. Every time I hear the Who, this is me. Anyway, the who everybody. Tell me, was it you? (laughs) Who are you? Boys, you know what? I know there's a lot we don't always agree on, but I think there is one thing that this movie has brought us all together on, which is uh, there's nothing funnier than gaslighting a pregnant woman. (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I do. I also like I like the scene where she becomes possessed, and then they have the Nosferatu fucking thing where she like comes out, just stands straight up, floating, and just goes (laughs) like that. It's very fun. It's a very fun scene. Or when her daughter finally escapes that hellhole room where they're all like falling over with the weird pedophile stuff on the wall and uh, they go to check on, Mom, are you okay? And she just turns her head all the way. Hi, kids! (laughs) (laughs) I did love that. That's me on my period. (laughs) So, uh, more and more strange dialogue happens. They finally get uh, Dimitri in the mix, and Dimitri like presents himself as a person who's like, listen, you gotta have this baby, but I can help. Um, and you don't know if Dimitri is working for the devil, or if he's in cahoots with himself just to live a little bit longer, because the devil gives him this thing. He's like, I'm gonna throw your car off a goddamn cliff unless you help me get this baby born. So, I, you don't know if he's just like, just working on borrowed time. Maybe he wants to stop the devil maybe he doesn't uh but the husband's reaction to this where he's just like what are you doing is like 
I just left my wife with some strange dude. It's not a big deal. Uh... Well, not just some strange dude. He admits that she told him Dimitri was my past lover. Yes. And the way she describes him is so fucking funny to me. Where she's like, he's not a remarkable man. He's a bit boring, ordinary, uninteresting, you know, a bit of a cuck. Um... But she, <laughs> this is what she says about him. But then he goes, but he's seen the world and he reads. And <laughs> Not like my idiot husband who just tells the colored folk how to play music. <laughs> Man, what what a Sophie's choice. You pick Michelle Wolf in drag or you pick Dimitri, the most ordinary man you've ever met. So, like, I don't quite... Man, she she's not ugly. So I'm just like, I don't know how you how you end up with both these wet blankets, but that's just me. I also... I, I do, like, the other scene I really did actually enjoy is where you get to see her, like, full-on possessed in front of her husband, and she's just spitting up pea soup out of her mouth. Like, sometimes she does, like, five or six things of dialogue without a cut, and then just goes... It's just like, where are you hiding all this pea soup, you freak? God damn. But I, but I love it, though, because, like, that is gross. That is what I would expect from a possession movie, and I find it foul. And then, yeah, when she's real possessed, and she'll, like, puke it up, but then she'll be like, ah, it's delicious, and then she starts shoving it back down her throat. I was like, okay, that's what I came for. All right, little piggy. Yeah, her re-eating the puke as it comes out is really good. Uh, fun fact about this movie that I just want to throw in the mix. You know, we talked about how it's kind of a ripoff of The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby. Uh, uh, it was such a, a ripoff of The Exorcist that um, Warner Brothers did sue for this and didn't want the movie to be released. And uh, uh-huh. they also won and had to pay uh, this Italian film company had to play some undisclosed amount of money to release this movie. Uh, but apparently uh, it must have been worth it because maybe not stateside this wasn't a big movie. This movie in 1974 made $30 million in Italy. So this was like a huge fucking film for them. Like it well, fucking and, ruled. The, and they made two more at yeah. some point. They made two more of this movie, two sequels. So I know I think part three is also on Shutter. Maybe you know what? Maybe that's what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna dive in more into Beyond the Door. This fucking atrocious uh, calamity to God. Uh, so uh, no, I, I I love I love her possession scenes. I think those are actually legitly creepy at times. Um, but God damn it, as as we go through this movie, I cannot tell you enough about this particular scene where. Uh, the husband Robert is walking down the streets of San Francisco <laughs> and he is accosted by a street band where <laughs> this this street band gets up and starts following him and you're like okay there's a drummer there's a, a, another fella and then there's just a guy with a recorder stuck into his nose playing like in his face and i'm i'm like all right this is rather silly this is pretty funny the scene goes on for two and a half minutes of him just walking down the street and you hear just fucking funky ass music playing and just this guy doing a recorder solo like it is literally like something out of like it's literally like a tom green episode at this point where he's like you gotta outrun the devil <laughs> my butt is on your face. My butt is on your face. <laughs> and him and like, no, 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 I don't need to do this. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad you got it. Why are they still following him? They're like, you have to give us money, otherwise we don't leave. <laughs> everybody everybody complains about the squeegee boys in, in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. But it's the recorder boys in San Francisco that really <laughs> get in your face. Yeah, like you better you got my five spot, otherwise hot cross buns is about to get belted into your eardrums for the next 30 minutes. This has inspired me the next time I give a blowjob. Just just like a little joke. I'm just going to stick it, stick it in my nose and just start blowing in the hole. All the people in San Francisco, hey, have you been to the sidewalks? 
Yeah, those fucking recorder boys. <laughs> Some recorder boys. <laughs> Trying to intimidate you. It's just, just imagine, like, uh-oh, I think this is a bad part of town. Why? And all you hear is, like... <laughs> <laughs> just a cacophony of recorders playing fucking horribly <laughs> the recorder boys started right at hate ashbury <laughs> oh man hold on it's like that that alone is the scariest thing uh and hold on i got like, just imagine you're walking down the street. It's dark, and you're like, I don't know if we should go that way. And you stop in your tracks because you, like, all of a sudden, you're like, a chill goes up your spine, and you just hear... <laughs> Martha, did you bring any money? God, we we spent it we spent it all at the bar. What do we do? Oh God! Why is he playing through his nose? You got, hey lady, you got any cash on you? <laughs> do you know what he calls himself? He calls himself Kenny Boogie. <laughs> Oh my god. What a fucking what a fucking scene. My name is Alethea. All right. There we go. Um so as this all all, all unfolds, uh eventually we get to like the the end of this movie where Dimitri I don't know what Dimitri is doing to help any of this other than just slowly let this baby be born. The other, this part made me laugh so hard is the scene where Dimitri is just trying to get into the room where he is, where she is, and he's just kneeling at the base of the door going, oh, like clearly, like there's no special effect. He's just literally struggling to open a door on his knees for uh, way too long. Like the, the shot is like a minute, like 90 seconds, and all you see in the background is her sitting on the bed going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking ridiculous. So- so one of the things that when I made the comment about gaslighting her, I love when she's clearly super sick and she's talking to her doctor, like, please just give me the abortion. Like, this is horrible. Like, please just make it stop. And he's like, Hey, we're only going to give you an abortion. If we think it's bad for your health, as she just continues to throw up. Peace. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Try to get some more of this pea soup down. That's the one thing I've learned as a doctor. It's that you need a healthy diet. You know, have another bit fucking thing of green sludge in you. I also love when she's asleep and she has this female friend that's watching her. And then... <laughs> her eyes start going down different directions I made a note and I was like oh my god she's got that old Sid Bazo second sight <laughs> uh, eye of Simbazo, give me second sight <laughs> by, by the way I could go for another scene where the husband tries to make it through the streets of San Francisco uh huh <laughs> oh son of a bitch in the summertime when the weather is hot oh my gosh look at those sideburns <laughs> everybody has recorders up their nose oh man i do love that so uh, eventually we get to the the where she's starting to push the baby out and now the devil has a new accent as ashley mentioned and it was just like i he was he literally 
Tom has basically pranked everyone throughout this whole thing. He's like, Dimitri, I never wanted the baby born anyway. <laughs> I was just it's, fucking with you the whole time. <laughs> it's Mrs. Fratelli from the Goonies. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is a fucking horrible voice of just going, it was a trick all along. I never needed this. Also, here's some fucking pea soup, but out of a vagina at you. Like this. <laughs> you know what I wrote down? I said, this is a very unsanitary delivery. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dimitri just ends up uh, beating the shit out of her stomach to death. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> the baby, the ba- he literally Gallagher's her stomach and, and uh, fucking <laughs> aborts this thing right before her eyes, which apparently just fixes everything, you know? The, the, everything's gone. I guess Dimitri... But but the end of this movie, in what can only be described as a fucking full-on fever dream up until now, <laughs> they're on a ferry going down. Uh, it's a nice, beautiful day. She's a little dinged up, and she's like, oh, but it's fine. I'm here with my children. And you see the little boy who called his parents assholes open the present that he finally got in the first scene, which we thought nothing of when it was put into there. And it's a red car that he gets out and he throws over the edge. And then all of a sudden you see Dimitri's car actually smash into the water finally. And then the kid turns around it, and it is he who is the devil. <laughs> um, can, can, we, can we get the most important part during the exorcism when all of a sudden there's three three of her in the room? <laughs> yes. Like, what the fuck is going on? This just it's has so no bad. sense of anything. There's no explanation. It's just, uh, I, 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 David Lynch films make more sense than this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's it's so confusing because look, had they had they executed it differently, I kind of don't hate the tie-in of like the kid's car being the same model, and like I don't hate what they're going for. But it's executed so badly that nothing makes any sense. And I, you know what? I have no regrets, though. I got to watch this movie at least once a year now just to watch the train wreck that it is. It is. It is a beautiful train wreck. Like, by the way, there there is a special ending to the Tenacious D video for the greatest song in the world. And that's the evil granny at the end. She's she's an evil granny and she stares at the camera. <laughs> I do, um, but uh, th- that brings us uh, pretty much to an end of this fever dream. I highly suggest if you have access to Shutter, go ahead, roll yourself up a fucking wizard's finger of that chi, uh, take one to the face, snort some weed before you even turn this thing on, and you're gonna have a great time trying to decipher what it. Is. Actually, the last thing you want to do is try to decipher anything. Enjoy the fucking. Oh, wildness that is this foreign film uh, that was somehow filmed in America with an American actress who had to learn Italian for the part, which is also uh, goes without saying is the only one thing I can recommend try some acid with (laughs) some fentanyl and a lot of cocaine if you're going to watch this movie to make it that's what's so (laughs) Ashley, what are your final thoughts on your pick of the week here? I I know it's terrible, but I had to make you guys watch it. Um, I yeah, like Eric said, highly recommend. It's worth checking out, and then you can tell your friends. Be like, I'm cool. I've seen this dog shit movie. I I I was already telling Justin about it this morning, this fever dream, uh, and it was great. Hey, by the way, I know this is off topic, but Ashley, uh, I finally watched uh, Crimes of the Future too, and I did enjoy the fuck out of it. It is, yeah. it is yeah. a kind oh, of, God. it is, it is, um, it is one of the most bizarre. Most it, it's Cronenberg at his most Cronenbergy is what I can explain yeah. it as. It is just. I want to watch this movie doing mushrooms and playing stand-up asteroids. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, brother. Uh, Actually, I did watch that movie after I did mushrooms. It was already out of my system, but it helped. Um, I hey, do you know? Not a spoiler, but Ashley, um, the uh, there's a lot of really graphic scenes in this movie, but the one that I had the most problem with was 
um, without trying to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, uh, it's when the pretty lady gets her surgery, uh, and I'll signal you like this, like yeah. that. That one bothered me the most out of all of really? the things that happened. For some reason, just watching her with glee go, ha, 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 like this, like that one bothered me by far the most, and I can't explain why. Well, why don't we talk off pod a little bit? All right, we can deal later. Deal. But yeah, no, that's great. I'm so glad you watched it. I did. I enjoyed the fuck out. It is a real weird movie. It it makes about as much sense as this movie. Well, no, it definitely makes more sense than this movie for sure. It, it but it's a weird one. Uh, I. I can't. I. It's not for everybody. I'll tell you that. Um, but Eraserhead made more sense in this goddamn movie. You know what? Eraserhead. It's right on brand with an Eraserhead level of strangeness. I would say there is meaning in it, and you kind of get it, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's fucking real bizarre. Um, but, I know four year olds that can make a movie that made more sense in this goddamn movie. Jerry, these these are your final thoughts on uh, Beyond the Door. This is the movie that made me take up a recorder and shove it up my nose. <laughs> uh, I overall did. I, I enjoyed this. I think it's a real fun, uh, fun ride to go on. I, I love the campiness of it. There are so many unintentional, hilarious parts in this movie that uh, are juxtaposed with some good old fashioned uh uh, Italian filmmaking moxie that makes it really fun. And you know what? Just when you think you're grossed out, you also get some cool funk music in between here and there. So, uh, highly recommend. Go ahead, check it out, strap in, and get ready to have yourself a wonderful evening. Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs, or you can find me on Instagram at Slash and Gash DMV. Uh, you can catch me headlining next Sunday, the 28th, at the Upper Deck in Mount Airy, Maryland. Ooh. So go have yourself an Upper Deck and then head to the Upper Deck to check out AP, slanging them jokes. All things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Most of these are just links for my social up there currently as I have not updated the schedule, but that's because I need to book more shows. So uh, book me if you'd like. All that shit's on Eric Comedy as well. Um, Jeremy, take us the hell out of here, brother. Trolls are eating my mom!
yeah, we back again. Gonna play the song that happening. Make it fast, make it slow. We all know what's happening. So I hit the dance floor front set. Please wide, but my arms are bent. About to just go bow and vent. But you don't know what's happening now. Then I start to thrust. Dance floor around me starts to rust. Everyone there just watch and trust. The whole room is about to bust, but my nuts fell out of my pants again. It's a common thing that happens to me when I'm dancing around, yeah. Now hop on this sack. Yeah, I get kicked out sometimes because of my rhymes, because of the fact that my nuts are out. Oh my God, tired of getting discriminated on because I got big balls and I got big calls and you didn't even know. And I said, hey, right, said Fred, I get head with Wolverine's lead. But I won't put away my balls. It's just the way I'm living and I can't change that you won't know. So baby, get up in back chair for yourself. And now I'm getting kicked out of the club. There's a guy and a bouncer pushing me around. Oh, but I can't because my balls are trapped on a fucking stool. And now the guy's sitting on my sack and splitting the nuts in two. I can barely move. It hurts, but it's also a little bit exhilarating. But I, I want to leave at this point, but it, the balls are stretched to the maximum of the elasticity. I don't think it can handle much more tension. It's about to snap like silly buddy. Cause my balls fell out of my pants again And I can't pretend that I don't like it And I don't wanna change, I am no change Just look at this flabby mange, yeah, yeah, yeah Oh my gosh, my balls are about to rip, ah! Ah! <laughs>